Pocinator. Bum, bum, bum. As expected, to absolutely nobody's surprise, the first round of matches in let's call it Eagles group. What 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 do we what do we call a group like that? The other one we know it's called the group of death. What's the opposite of a group of death? The group of life. Well, it's not really a group of life because I mean it, it really is just Ega's group. Uh, and not many players have life because like they're all really bad and they're all gonna lose to Ega. So like I'm kind of having a tough time deciding what we're gonna uh, name this group. But anyway, doesn't matter. Ega's group. Uh, yesterday, the first round of matches, and like I said, to absolutely nobody's surprise, um, both matches in straight sets, low quality from every player not named Ego. Um, we're going to start with that match, Ego uh, Kasatkina, and then we're going to talk about Caro Garcia uh, versus Coco Goff, okay? Um, Ego beat Kasatkina for the fifth time this season, um, now 5 and 1. Uh, that one meeting was last year, uh, Kasatkina won on grass, uh, like we talked about yesterday. Um, fifth win for Iga over Kasatkina. Um, honestly, Iga, uh, played good, not great. Uh, and Kasatkina, cons considering that she is Kasatkina, uh, I mean, honestly, it played pretty good. Uh, obviously she's, it's a huge mismatch, uh, Iga... Kasatkina. Um, everything Kasatkina can do, Iga can, uh, can do better. Uh, some of Kasatkina's biggest strengths, uh, uh, good anticipation, uh, finding angles, uh, being able to sort of dictate play, uh, change direction, things like that. Iga can do all of those things, but better. Um, honestly, Kasatkina, as, as far as serving went, uh, not too bad, uh, both first serves and second serves, not too bad. Uh, Iga, Iga uh, simply put, was just better. Uh, she beat her 6-2, 6-3. Uh, broke her three times uh, total. But other than that, for the most part, uh, I don't think Kasatkina played uh, too poorly, and I think the, the expectation um, for Kasatkina is that yeah, you're gonna lose to Iga, but but that that uh, that holds true also for for the other players in the group. So as far as you know, the standings go and who's gonna uh, qualify in second place after Iga for a spot in the semifinals, um, uh, it doesn't really hurt Kasatkina's uh, chances because they're they're all gonna lose. You know what I mean? Um, so a straight sets loss, I think, for Kasatkina for Coco Golf. Uh, doesn't really mean anything because this result is going to be replicated across the board and uh, you know and in, in, in the grand scheme of things they'll just cancel uh, they'll cancel each other out okay it would have been huge however if uh, you know she won a set for example if she won maybe a couple more games maybe that um, has something to do with it she only won uh, five games total uh, like we said yesterday, uh, in in uh, sort of the the scoring or, or whatever, like what do you call it? Like the 
Like, as far as the standings go in the group, obviously it's like matches won and lost is the first thing, and then if there are any tiebreakers, it goes sets won and then games won. Um, so I guess every game counts, every set counts, and it goes without saying uh, every, every win matters a lot. There's only three matches uh, to be played. Um, to talk to talk about it, uh, the group from Ego's uh, perspective, I think the expectation for her also um, is that she's going to win all of her matches. Um, straight sets or not, that's probably like the only thing. I, I feel like you know, when it comes, in this group at least, for these three matches, when it comes to Ego's matches, it's like, will she win in straights or in three? It's, it's, it's not like, is she going to win or, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not like, it's not going to be like, is she going to win or lose? It's, is she going to win 2-0 or 2-1? That's the only thing. Uh, she's going to get first place regardless. Um, so, yeah. Castle uh, Kina, not, uh, not the worst performance ever. Um, and obviously she should be full of hope because um, she doesn't have to play Iga anymore. She gets Kara Garcia and, and Coco Goff. I mean, uh that's your reward, I guess. Uh, Ego's out the way. And actually, it puts her in a favorable position playing Ego first. Because now, I mean, it doesn't hurt. It, it doesn't help, I mean, losing in straight sets. But as far as the group goes, just get that loss out the way and, and just try to win the next two. You know what I mean? Now, the only... Uh, I wouldn't say the only, but the much more significant matches in this group, in, in Ego's group, uh, are the matches that don't feature Ego. And, and these other players, like we said, there are three of them, and they're fighting for one spot, that second place spot. Uh, Kara Garcia did herself a huge favor yesterday, winning uh, her match against Coco Goff in straight sets. That's huge. Uh, six four six three, if I recall correctly, six four six three over Coco Golf. That's that's really good. That that um, current standings. She's second place. Uh, you know, as far as games went, um, she won twelve seven over uh, Coco. Ego won twelve five. Uh, so at the moment, she's in second place. And honestly, just uh, reg regardless. Uh, of, of this match, I'm, I'm not, you know, being sort of influenced or, or giving into recency bias when I come to say this. I probably would have said this, let's say, like three days ago before this match. Um, out of the three girls uh, in this group, honestly, Caro Garcia does stand uh, the best chance to, <laughs> let's say, take a set off Iga. I'm going to go as far as to say maybe even beat Iga. Or, or, or contend, c compete, uh, give Iga a contest. Um, and her result over Coco Goff, uh, her 6-4, 6-3 win, uh, definitely sort of proves that. And I think now she uh, is definitely leading the race uh, for securing, securing the second place... F uh, wow! Wow! For securing that second place finish in the group, as well as her spot in the semifinals. Coco Goff, Coco Goff. Nobody is worried about Coco Goff except for her dad. Literally, nobody is worried about her. Safe. What does that mean? Why do you keep saying it? Uh, no one's really worried about Coco Goff. 
What does that mean? Um, I'm a tennis player in the second round. I have Coco Golf. I'm not worried. You know what I mean? Um, um, I'm in a pretty tough section of a Grand Slam draw. Uh, Coco Golf is my section, but I'm not worried about her. It's the others. Like, if a field is competitive, and it's tough, and there are some names that, like, you don't want to see or you're worried about, uh, Coco Goff is not one of them. In other words, if there are lists of players you would want to face and wouldn't want to face, uh, Coco Goff would be on the list of players uh, you, would, you would want to face. Coco Goff would not be on the players uh, not be on a list of players that you wouldn't want to face nobody is worried about coco goff except for her and her dad uh sorry but safe uh, uh what, what does that mean like like what is the significance of that like 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 how is that relevant to anything let me tell you i'll tell you i'll tell you what it means the problem is, and this is a, um, and this is important. Uh, after every time we talk about something or a certain topic or player or a tournament, whatever, um, one of the things that I always address, and and this is one of the most important things, is that how a player is discussed or portrayed by the media and the public, public opinion. Um, surrounding a certain player or topic or, 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 or whatever it is. Okay, that is the most important thing. Uh, Koga Goff is talked about as if she's this and this and that. And, and she even herself, by the way, lately, if you've been, uh, if you go on WTA YouTube or, or at WTA on Twitter or whatever, um, and see some of her little interviews, like Q&As, uh, and, and of course they love her, by the way. They absolutely love her. Okay, Coco Goff. Um, but they, her, you know, saying a, a top, uh, currently uh, rankings-wise, she's uh, top five in the world, not only in singles, but also doubles. Um, and in this year, in 2022, she's one of the eight best players in the world um, in singles and doubles. Um so now she's a Grand Slam finalist, of course. Um, so now she's... It's not that she's more cocky or anything uh, or, or arrogant. Thank God she isn't. She has, she has absolutely no reason uh, to, to be or act or, or feel that way. Um, but, but she has sort of addressed or acknowledged the fact that, uh, yes, uh, you know, I, and I'm completely sort of paraphrasing... Uh, um, the, she she did say something like this. Don't quote me on this word for word, but she did say something along these lines. It's like, uh, yes, I do feel great and 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 confident knowing that uh, I do belong and and the, and that I am in fact uh, amongst one of the best eight players in the world. Uh, that is all very good, but it's it's just not it's just not true. You know what I mean? And 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 I know a hundred percent for a fact. Every tournament, every slam. In, in the foreseeable future, she'll be talked about and discussed as a contender, as someone that's in the mix. Um, 
which is just absolutely completely not true okay if she wins a match here and here here and there uh i don't really care um no one's no one's worried about her no one's actually worried about her no one is worried uh to potentially face her uh i could and i i would i might honestly go as far as to say they would love to face her i'm, I'm you know i'm not gonna go that far but it's uh a plausible idea I'm, I'm sure many players would love to face her um but no one is worried about her. I can tell you that for a fact. Nobody is worried about Coco Goff, except for who? Her dad. The only people that are actually worried are her, her team, her dad, her coaches. Those are the people that are worried. Why are they worried? Because there are all these other players, there are so many other players that are better than her. When Coco Golf looks at a draw, uh, sitting with her dad and her team and her coaches and whatever, and they look at a draw and they see some names, uh, they're probably going, fuck, 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 fuck. Nobody says that when they see Coco Golf's name in their section. I can guarantee you that. A hundred percent. You know, when other players are sitting with their, uh, with their dad, their parents, their coaches, uh, their families, their teams... Uh, when they see Coco Goff's name, it's not a fuck. It's more of it's more of like a oh, let's go. But when when Coco Goff is sitting with her dad and they're just maybe looking at a draw, looking at like a like an entry list or a player list, you know, the list of players that are gonna be participating in a in a tournament that's coming up, or when a you know, for example, maybe a Grand Slam draw is released and you look at maybe who's in your half of the draw who's in your quarter, who's in your section. I know Coco Goff is, is sitting with her dad saying, fuck, fuck. They're worried. They're worried. If the goal is to be like a superstar or a big name, honestly, she already is, but it has nothing to do with her tennis. Somehow, she has sort of somehow done enough um and, and this pains me to say maybe you can hear it in my voice um maybe somehow she's done enough and it's enough for for the media and at wta on twitter and and wta on youtube and and all these uh, uh tennis tv tennis podcast tennis channel all these deluded people and and, 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 and journalism and, and, and media and, 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 and broadcasting and, and, and commentary and, and whatnot. They all portray her and, 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 and talk up on her as if she is someone to watch out for. Someone that's in the mix. Someone that's in contention. Um, uh, but she's not though. She's really not. And... It kind of makes me feel better, or sort of, it makes me rest a little bit. Um, just knowing that she stands no chance ever. You know what I mean? Like, that's, uh, I mean, some players worry me. Like, I'm not worried about Coco Goff. Uh, like I said, nobody's worried about Coco Goff except for her and her dad. Okay, but there are other players that I 
you know, who aren't very good, who I don't really like. But honestly, I do kind of worry about them a little bit. And I'm sure other players do too. Why? Because they are in fact a threat. They are in fact someone that's in the mix. Uh, and they are in fact uh, contenders. And they'll be competitive. But Coco Golf, no. Coco Golf, no. She had nine service games. Uh, she was broken four times. So five total holds for Coco Golf. She did break twice. So that's how she got to seven games. Uh, she lost 6-4, 6-3. Um, she broke to start the match, actually. Um, so at her first service game of the match, she was up one love, serving. Uh, and then obviously she got broke. She returned the favor. And then it rem uh, remained on serve for the entirety of the set until where uh, Coco Goff was serving. They were on serve. Uh, Coco Goff was serving to stay in the set at 4-5. Um, pressure got to her, forehand acting funny, she doesn't know how to act, she's not very good, no confidence, uh, and she got broke for the set. She was broken first in the second set, I believe at 3-1, th and then she broke back. And then she got broken again. There were there was I I, I think there was like a three consecutive breaks. Uh, Garcia broke twice. Uh, Coco Golf once in the middle. Um, and that was that. That was that for Coco. And um, and, and especially in the second set, her forehand uh, fell apart completely. Uh, Coco Golf. If there's ever a moment where she is truly playing well and you know experiencing. Uh, success on a tennis court it's due to uh one of two things or, or two things her incredible athleticism and speed uh she's really fast on court she's really fast on court the other thing is she plays with uh fierce not in the sense of her tennis and, and not to mean that she plays very physical tennis like her game is fierce but she is sort of uh, ferocious or she plays with a uh, ferocity like sort of a fire she's very uh competitive she plays with good energy and coupled that uh, with her good um, athleticism uh remarkable speed uh up and down left and right all all across the court uh behind the baseline inside the court side to side lateral movement uh, everything for her is really good. And that's when I start drawing uh, comparisons to her. She starts looking and playing like Michael Jordan. Honestly, she turns to MJ. Uh, let's call it 1997 MJ. 1998, maybe. Okay. But backhand, a lot of the time, can act funny, but it's probably her biggest strength. Her serve is not great. But it's very wishy-washy, not in a Sabalenka sort of way where it's uh, more of a high-risk, high-reward. If you think of maybe Sabalenka earlier in this year or just throughout her career, maybe not recently or or, or at the moment. Uh, Present-day Sabalenka, maybe let's say 20-1 Sabalenka, that's a different type of uh, wishy-washy uh, service games. Coco Golf service uh, serve itself, let's not say service games, uh, her, her first serve... Uh, very wishy-washy. Sometimes the double faults creep 
up really high into double digits. Uh, sometimes her first serve is very effective. Uh, but I would not say it's a huge weapon. Um, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, sometimes it's good enough. Um, but sometimes also, she starts acting funny on serve. Uh, and her forehand... All over the place. She sprays him. And that was evident in the second set. Also, uh, Coco Goff, one of the things is that her adjustments and sort of her tactics or her strategy, um, it's not very, uh, not very good. It's clear that um, if she's in her comfort zone, she doesn't really like to sort of get out of it or, or, or play in a sort of different way or sort of adapt. Uh, in, in that sense, she's not very versatile. Okay, uh, someone who's actually the opposite of that is Pagula, or... Let's say Uns Jabur even. Yeah, these are players that can sort of uh, switch up their playstyle. They can dictate. They can sometimes they allow their opponent to dictate and, and sort of they, they take the sort of back seat and, and just uh, respond, push. Uh, Coco Goff outside of her comfort zone, and you can see when she's outside of her comfort zone. Uh, not very effective at all. Okay. I'd say she's a very limited player, and it's not because she's 19. It's not, oh yeah, just, I mean, look, she's doing all this now. Just imagine when she's 24. No, no, no. No, 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 we've spoken about this just because she's 19, uh, 19 now doesn't mean she's going to be Serena Williams when she's 25. Why are you making that very naive assumption? I, as far as her development curve, I think she's already ahead of all the, uh, let's say, growth. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she'll improve, uh, maybe uh, improve some things, fine-tune uh, a few aspects of her game, maybe polish, uh, be a more polished player on court, but not, no, no vast significant improvement to go like, oh yeah, just wait till she's... Ah, uh, 25. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's, not, it's, not, it's nothing like that. It's nothing like that. Uh, she has gotten better results-wise, but as far as performances, I, I, I wouldn't say it's, you know, like like her, her, her tennis herself. I, I don't think it's gotten like that or, or improved by any reasonable, significant measure. Now, Caro Garcia puts herself in a good spot, getting a win over someone uh, that's not named Ego. That's good. Uh, that's that sort of puts her ahead of the pack for now. Um, I would argue some, maybe some reasonable or, or competent tennis fans would also argue that she doesn't really belong here. Uh, you know, as in, uh, you know, the top eight players, the WTA finals doesn't doesn't really belong here. Um, but she is a capable player. She can play. Um, like, for example, if, like Barbora Krizhikova is there. Kudermetova is there. Ostapenko is there. Obviously, they're all playing doubles. I feel like those three girls that I just mentioned are probably better than Caro Garcia. And Kasatkina. And Sakari. And Coco Goff. 
But Kara Garcia has a chance to make the most out of this opportunity. She did have an incredible run uh, from the French Open, from after the French Open uh, final, doubles final, where she won with her partner Kiki Mladenovic. Uh, and then onto the grass, she did well. She won a title. Uh, she won a, another clay title, some baby food tournament, beat Iga in Warsaw. Uh, won a 1000 level uh tournament in cincinnati that was huge uh so she's i think quarter quarterfinal or semifinal at the u.s open um so she definitely did really well and she i mean i guess she did earn it because she's here um and she has the chance to make the most of it um but it's, it is sort of clear that um if there's one player you won't expect to see next year at the WTA Finals, uh, I think Caro Garcia is a pretty safe bet. Maybe Maria Sakkari, maybe Coco Goff. Those are all safe bets, but Caro Garcia, uh, probably the safest bet out of out of the bunch, I would say, right? Uh, but a very good win over Coco Goff. All she'll have to do now is beat Kasatkina. Like she doesn't even. Sh I mean, I mean she could beat Iga too, uh, but I mean all she has to do is beat. Uh, Kina and she's probably through. And the next round, it's the big one. Um, for the, uh, for, for Iga's group. Uh, tomorrow, the first match up is, uh, uh, Svjantek, Iga, Iga Svjantek versus Caro Garcia. So both winners from the previous round. Uh, both, uh, 2-1-0 in sets. And as far as games go, Iga is in first place, obviously, since she only uh, conceded five games uh, compared to Caro Garcia's seven. Uh, so that's that's a huge one right there. Um, whoever wins that is uh, uh, automatically gonna secure a top two finish, so they'll you know advance. Um, whether they secure first or not, I'm uh, not entirely sure. Um, but I believe if Iga wins in straights, she will secure that spot. I think if, e sorry, if either player wins in straights, they will secure first place, I believe. But if they, whoever, if they just win, whether it's in straights or in three, they'll secure a top two finish. Okay, so they'll qualify. Um, that's a huge one. Okay, like I said, Caro Garcia um, doesn't have to win this one, but it then obviously would put a lot of pressure on her in the in the final round of the group stage where she would play Kasatkina. Now, Goff and Kasatkina also play tomorrow, and if Kasatkina loses, she'll be 0-2. And if Goff wins, she'll be 1-1. And if Garcia, let's say... Let's say Garcia loses to Ego, and Goff beats Kasatkina. So that would mean going into the final round, Caro Garcia and Goff are both one and one, but Garcia had beaten Goff. Now I don't know if there's a head-to-head -head tiebreaker or if they would have to look at sets and games or if they would factor uh, head-to-head -head at all. I'm not sure. That is very interesting and I will find that out. Because if Iga loses, if Iga beats Garcia and Coco beats Kasatkina, um, Kasatkina will be out. She'll be 0-2. Uh, Svjantek will be through. She'll be 2-0. And Caro Garcia and Coco will both be 1-1. One one. 
but obviously Garcia beat Coco. Um, and Garcia already lost to Ego, whereas Goff is yet to Goff. Uh, Goff is yet to play Ego. Um, so it'll be interesting. I th I think this 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 group will be interesting, and I'm not and really Ego versus Caro Garcia. Like I said, if the all Ego matches, the question is, will she win in two or three? Uh, I'm gonna say it's three from now and entertain the possibility that maybe Caro Garcia can win or just really make it competitive. I just want to see some good tennis. I, by the way, can't tell you how rough it was yesterday watching those two matches. And it sucks because, like, on any... Like, on like literally in any other tournament, I would have not watched because there's, like, going to be something else on, you know? Like, I'd rather watch, like, I don't know, uh, fucking... I don't know who. Tell me some random-ass players. Sasnovich versus... Uh, be a Haddad Meyer or something. Yeah, or, or just something like that. I would have much rather watched. But no, that's just all it's, it's on. It's not something you can sort of skip. I it wasn't fun to watch. As far as the matches, um, we talked about this yesterday. A little bit more fans, but just certainly not good enough. Uh, I, I saw what they were trying to do. And, I mean, on, on day one, they were sort of like scattered throughout the arena. Um, I think yesterday it was the same amount of people. It just made it look more uh, full or like as if there were more people there by just bringing them, sitting them closer to the, like like in the front rows. You know what I mean? So like when you look in the camera, like, oh, like look, this whole row is full. And then you look two rows up and then there's no one there for the rest of the way back. Yeah. Um, but no, and Coco, after, sorry, Iga, after her uh, win uh, against Castellina, she said, yeah, I mean, you know, since she's so uh, playful and, and, and wonderful and just charming and charismatic and delightful Iga and just laughing and every time she does an interview, sounds like she's about to cry. Um, she said something so silly and <laughs> like that. Uh, she said, yeah, hopefully there are more people here throughout the week. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, you know, as the week goes by, I hope, uh, more people show up. It's pretty much what she said, which is a hundred percent true. Um, I, I hope, I mean, everyone is hoping that it fills up, uh, you know, on Monday it was the, oh yeah, it's Halloween yesterday. What's, what's the excuse? Um, but yeah, it's sad. No, I would say it's really sad. Um, it's just a huge question mark. I mean, out of all the corners in the world, you could have put it in. Like, like I can think of 200 better cities throughout the world where you can host the WTA Finals. Uh, better than Fort Worth fucking Texas. Respectfully. I mean, when you think when you think tennis, you don't think Texas. And when you think Texas, you definitely don't think tennis. But anyway... There is no need to, you know. And last thing I want to say about uh, Iga's group. Uh, in the next round, it's going to be Coco Golf versus Kasatkina. It's like shit on shit. Uh, the winner, uh, sorry, the loser, is going to go home. Uh, regardless of any other outcome. And, you know, if you're 0-2 in this group, you're 100% going home. Um, and yeah, and whoever wins will have uh, some life. Um... 
If Casatina wins, I think she could have some life because she's yet to play Ego. That one loss was Ego. So she's one and one. You know, beat Coco, lost to Ego, can beat Caro. Casatina will be through. Um, but obviously, if Caro beats Ega, then it's uh, a lot, a lot more interesting. Uh, that scenario can also play out if Caro beats Ega, Casatina beats Coco, and Caro, uh, Caro and Casatina will both be two and one. Ega will be two and one, and uh, Golf will be zero and three. So that's definitely a possibility. How, how this could end up? Oh, it's really interesting, and I'm excited to see. Um, so yeah. On to today then. Today we have the group of death. Just a reminder of how things stand in the group of death. Sakari, Maria Sakari, who I did say is the free win of this group. Uh, just like how Iga is sort of the free loss. Probably for everyone in Iga's group. Uh, where, you know, everyone who plays Iga is going to lose. Uh, Sakari here in the group of death was... Uh, supposedly meant to be uh the free win everyone who plays against Sakari is gonna win um i think it was a very sort of fair safe assumption to say that oh yeah Sakari is gonna go oh and three in this group but after uh round one or day one i guess match day one uh Sakari sits at the top of the group uh being the player to the only player to win in straight sets Sabalenka's in second. She beat Unz in three from a set down. Now. Just a reminder of the sort of scenarios we have going into tonight's matches. Uh, if Sakari wins in straights today again against Sabalenka, she's through. If Sakri beats Sabalenka in 2 or 3, and Pegula beats Unz in 2 or 3, Sakri will be through as first place. Jabour is going home. If Sabalenka and Jabour both win their matches today in 2 or 3, Sabalenka will be through as first, and Pegula goes home. If Pegula loses today in straights, she's going home. She'll be 0-4 in sets, and 0-2, obviously, she's she's going home, regardless of what happens in her match in Day 3 and what happens in the other match today. Now, today, the probably the biggest game, the biggest game, I'm going to say, as f in the entire group stage, in both groups. So, I think... In the four matches we already had, there hasn't been a, a game as big as this one. And in the four matches, in the six matches that we're going to get after today, I don't think there's going to be a game as big as this one, uh, which is the first game up today in singles, uh, Jabour versus Pugulo. Uh, both lost their first round match. However, Pagula and Straits. But that doesn't really matter because a win here uh, is everything for, for both players. And depending on sort of, uh, unless Pagula uh, loses in the Straits, um, depending on what happens in the other match, um, if you lose today, if you're Jabur or Pagula, you're probably going to go home. If Pagula loses in the Straits, 100% she's going home. But 
a lot to play for for both players. Okay, and obviously it's you know in a in a in a, in a group. It's not just like single knockout. Um, not only your match matters, but sometimes you need help um, from other players from other matches to sort of uh, give you life, if that makes sense. But you can help yourselves if you're Jesse Pagula or Uns Jabor uh, if you win today. Not only would you be helping yourself and, and sort of, you know, pushing you forward and and and, and try you know to, to to get a spot in the semi-finals but you'd also probably be sending a player home too which is huge okay and uh if you don't win then the reverse is probably true uh you're you're gonna be going home someone's gonna send you home and and they're probably gonna be sitting pretty in the group okay so that's a huge one jabor and pagula both uh with one loss so far However, here's the here's the big one. Jabor lost to Sabalenka, which is okay. Pagula lost to Sakari, which is not. Like Jabor is 0-1, but she's yet to play Sakari. So you can say that let's just assume Sakari is still a free win. That means Jabor is sitting one and one. All she has to do is beat Pagula and she's through. Pagula, I think, is in a bit more trouble in a bit of a stickier situation because she has no free win. She has Jabor today and Sabalenka next round. That is not easy, and she has to win both. She absolutely, positively has to win both to secure a spot in the semifinal, which is uh, huge. You know, Jabor... She has a free win, but if she loses to Pagula, you're you're one and two. You beat Sakri, but you lost to Pagula and Sabalenko. Uh huh. Now I just cooked up an insane scenario in my head, and this is very possible. Uh, and this is what needs to happen. Okay, so today, Pagula beats Jabor, Sabalenka beats Sakri. So now Pagula is one and one, Jabor is zero oh and two, Sakri is one and one, Sabalenka is two and zero. Oh. And then Jabor beats Sakari. So now her and Sakari are both 1 and 2. And Sabalenka beats Pagula. Pagula's 1 and 2. Sabalenka's 3 and 0. Oh. That would make three players a three way tie for a second where they're all 1 and 2. And Sabalenka's 3 and 0 oh as first. What on earth would happen in that scenario? I have no idea. absolutely no idea i think it would come down to sets uh, or something if there's a three-way tie you can't just do head to head it'll, it'll come down to sets and then games possibly that is incredible i'll repeat it this is what needs to happen uh final sort of uh scores and the standings uh sabalenka is three and oh everyone else is one and two this is what needs to happen pagula gets her only win today against jabor She's so which would make her one and one. Jabor would go 0 and 2. Sabalenka beats Sakari. Sabalenka goes 2 and 0. Sakari now 1 and 1. And then in the, in the final round, Jabor beats Sakari. Jabor obviously 0 and 2, losing to Pagula and Sabalenka. She beats Sakari. Now she's 1 and 2. Sakari's 1 and 2. Beat Pagula. Lost to Sabalenka and Jabor. She's 1 and 2. Jabor's 1 and 2. Sabalenka beats Pagula. 
Uh, Pagula is 1 and 2, Sabalenka is 3 and 0. Oh. Pagula's 1 win against Unshabur, lost to Sakri and Sabalenka. That is insane. That is absolutely insane. And <laughs> um, I will definitely come down to sets because you can't do a, a head to head tiebreaker for, th for three people. Uh, you know, who are one and two for one spot. So, so that is absolute madness. And, uh, but it has to happen exactly like that. Uh, so today, uh, for, for this to be possible, uh, today, Pagula wins, Sabalenka win. Now, that's just some fun sort of uh, having some fun with like fucking math or whatever scenarios, implications, what's, what's possible, what needs to happen, what could happen, things like that. But these are not predictions or anything like that. Just saying what would happen if this happens. Okay. Now to talk about the matchups today, not sort of the implications or the scenario, but the actual matches. And so far, what we've seen uh, after uh, one match from from you know from each player. Um, just a reminder, and this is my God, will this fuck her? Um, Pagula lost the saccharine straights. Okay, and Pagula was. Um, not enjoying herself, not comfortable on court. Obviously was fantastic the last week and the previous week. Uh, uh, Guadalajara and then San Diego. I guess two weeks, three weeks ago. Um, but this is what she said uh, in, in sort of the press conference that she had. She also played doubles later, by the way. Um, after her match against uh, Sakari, where she lost. Uh, she played doubles with Coco Goff and uh, she lost also. Uh, so this is what she said. She said, it's been a long day, a tough day. Hard to take two L's. I think I'll bounce back. Okay. I'm disappointed I lost, but I played pretty well. It was a high-level match. Maria played well. I don't think it's a negative. Hopefully, I can reset and play as well on Wednesday. Pegula said this about the courts. She said, <clears throat> it's slow and it bounces really low. It's not bad. It's just very slow. I think it definitely caters to players who want more time. Historically, Maria beats me on slow courts, and I usually beat her on fast courts. Courts, wow. It definitely plays a part in each player's dynamic. Uh, this all makes sense if you watch the match, Pagula. Pagula was really struggling uh, with a lot of different balls and bounces. Um, it led to sort of her not being able to to focus she was getting frustrated throwing her arms up uh bitching about you know funny balls and bounces to her to her coach um wasn't really enjoying herself and and quite naturally uh she didn't play very well i mean she lost to maria sacri that should go without saying pagula really needs a win today like i said in her little uh fun mumbo jumbo whatever uh, scenario stuff um in order for any of that to happen, first thing, Pagula beats uh, Jabor. Because uh, in our little, little uh, activity there, that's the only win she gets. Okay. Um, and Sabalenka beats Zachary, and then it's alive. Pagula, like I said, plays Sabalenka, Jabor today, and then Sabalenka. You need to win both to be sitting pretty. You 100% need to win today. Otherwise, you are in big trouble. The only chance she stands if she loses today, if Sakri wins the group and Pagula gets second. 
but I think it's very hard to face your place, to place your place. Wow, to place your faith in the hands or the racket rather of Maria Sacri. Okay, this little mumbo jumbo bumbo activity I think would still be possible, where Sacri is the one that goes three and zero, and everyone else goes one and two. That would also be possible, by the way. It doesn't necessarily have to be uh, Sabalenka, uh, the one to, you know. Now, that was Pagula. She didn't play too bad. She had, you know, like I talked about yesterday, she had some really big moments, really clutch moments. Uh, she played some big points really, really well. Showed amazing courage and, and sort of uh, clutchness. Is that even a word? I don't know, but there were some moments of brilliance. Uh, however, there were too many sort of pressure points, and she put herself in too many sticky situations where, uh, at the end, it was just too much to sort of overcome. Uh, she lost in straight sets to Maria Sakkari, bo uh, both tie breaks. That's rough. And then she lost a doubles match later that day with Coco Golf, and that surely didn't help. Okay. Um, Uns Jabor, I must say, played really, really well despite um, no form rhythm or anything like that uh, things that she you know historically really depends on okay uh played against sabalenka who you know um at the end of the day is sabalenka i i know lately that's sort of been like uh like you know what i mean but it's 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 sabalenka still okay and 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 really both players played great it was a really close high level competitive match uh you know three sets all all of them were relatively close um you know, second set tie break, and then Sabalenka uh, at the end, 7-5. So, you know, Jabor shouldn't be discouraged. Uh, the result is probably discouraging for her. But as far as Uns Jabor goes, her performance is something that should encourage her, uh, you know, moving forward. It's okay, and I'm sure now she's, uh, she can count, or uh, she, so she, wow, she, wow, wow, wow. She sort of, um should be happy to count and rely on Sabalenka to sort of clear the rest of the way. And uh, Jabor takes second place. Okay. Um, that would be sort of uh, the scenario that would have to play out. Okay. Because um, if Jabor wins today, she's 1-1 one and, one, and uh, Pagula's 0-2. If Sabalenka beats Sakri, uh, Sabalenka 2-0, Sakri 1-1, and, one, and uh, Ons is also one and one, and then that would mean Pagula's already went home. And then all Jabur would have to be is beat Sakri. I think that's uh, uh, possible. Okay. Um, so who's going to win? I'm not going to say who. I know who. Or, no, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't know who's going to win, but I know what I'm saying for... Uh, for my pick. I think it's, uh, like I said, it's a pick em. Uh, Each player is minus 110. Absolutely correct. Uh, I think that's a, abs a perfect line. Uh, Pegula on board definitely is 100% a 50-50. Um, which way it's going to go, it's uh, anybody's guess, really. Okay. Um. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> But like I said, uh, like I mentioned like at the start of this segment, uh, I think this is going to be the biggest match of the entire group stage, both groups, in all three rounds. Uh, I think this match, Ons Jabor Pagula, huge. Huge. 
Uh, and I think it should be really good. Um, and uh, I, I just look forward to it. I think it's going to be a great match. Who's going to win? Uh-huh. And if you, DM, if you send me a DM on Twitter, I'll tell you. It makes it that much more interesting that both of these girls are 0-1. And both of them really do need a win uh, to, to, to sort of get it going here. Okay. Um, but obviously, Unce is sitting a little bit prettier because she's yet to play Sakari. Fagula, man, oh man. 0-1 and, and having already played Sakari. The rest of the way for her, like I said, Jabor today and then Sabalenka on Friday. Ay, ay, ay. Now, obviously, that means the other match, Sakari, Sabalenka, both players are sitting at 1 0. Sakari ahead with a straight sets win, 2 0. Sabalenka 2 1, uh, played the Unz, probably uh, the toughest player in the group. This is what Sabalenka had to say after her win against Unz. From a set down, by the way. She said, <clears throat> The level was super high. Even though I lost the first set, I was able to win this match. This season, if I was losing the first set, I was losing the match. Playing world number two, losing the first set, and still fighting through it, that's why it's the biggest win of the season for me. Uh, Sabalenka's words. Arena Sabalenka's win over Uns Jabur was her first top 10 win on hard courts since defeating Iga in last year's WTA Finals. It was also her first top 2 win on a hard court since beating Ash Barty in China in 2019. Definitely, honestly, the biggest win of Arena Sabalenka's season. Now, that's not saying much because it. Uh, you know, really hasn't been a, a good season for her and, and all of the potentially uh, big wins she could have had, you know, in all of the big matches, she ended up losing them. Um, and this was a huge one, world number two, Uns uh, Jabor, the second best player in the world this year also, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the race, Iga won Uns uh, two. Uh, you know, it's coincidentally, that's also their uh, world rankings at the moment, Iga won Uns two. And this is a huge win for Sabalenka in the group of death. Uh, not only you get a win in the group of death, but you also beat the best player, the world number two, in the group of death. So that is amazing. Now you play, now you get your free win. And this is amazing. And then she's sitting 2-0 uh, and in the group. Uh, come on, this is everything that Sabalenka needs. And it can happen. And it's actually, I'm not going to say it can happen. It is happening. It is happening. It's been a rough season. She has a chance to notice, by the way, how I changed my tone talking about Sabalenka from three days ago. Now, <laughs> now I'm back in. That's her, man. That's Sabalenka. She sucks you in. That, that That's the story of being a Sabalenka fan. You think, no, no, no. You watch her play one week, one tournament. You're like, no, man, I'm done with this. No more Sabalenka. I'm done with this girl. She sucks. She's horrible. She's a mess. I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough. And then you see her play the next week and you're like, oh, man, that's Sabalenka. That's my girl. That that right there is who she is. This is who Arena Sabalenka is. Let's, let's go. This is... This is her. This this tournament right here, this is her tournament. 
And that's how it goes, just that quickly. Now, watch her lose to Sakari today. And that's the thing. And, that, and that's... Uh, that's a, I'm glad I brought that up because that's been the story of her entire season. She has had some good... Um, sort of encouraging, inspiring performances, inspired performances uh, this year. But uh, the problem is she hasn't been able to, you know, follow them up with uh, an equally uh, inspiring performance. Uh, she's had struggles stringing wins together uh, throughout the season. Um, no titles this season. Um, I think played a couple of finals, lost both. Uh, then Bosch. Lost to Katarina Alexandrova. And there was another one too. I think. Maybe not. But I think there was another one. Can't think of it. Um, but no. This is good. This is good. You collect your free win today. Uh, you know. You're 2-0. Head of the group. No one else will be. Can uh, can be 2-0. If you win today. Um, and let's fucking go. Right? Prove that Sakari is in fact the free win of the group, and Pagula is the one that slipped up and missed her opportunity, and 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 prove uh, that that you are in fact the best player in this group, and cement yourself as uh, as first place in the group, uh, going into the final round. Now here is where we can have a big problem. This is where we can have a big problem. If Sakari wins today, she's two and zero and probably through. And Sabalenka uh, will play against Pagula, and then Sabalenka can go from this very uh, promising, encouraging position. You know, 1-0, and beating Unz, uh, about to play Sakari, uh, to 1-2. Uh, follow up the huge win, your biggest win of the season against Unz, lose to Sakari. And depending on what Sac uh, Pagula does against Unz, you'll have to face Pagula next, which isn't an easy match. And this can go from 1-0 and and you're about to play Sakari, so that's 2-0, and to 1-2, and you don't make the semis. So that, for me right there, is a crazy one, okay? Um, but, you know, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, this is a very tough, competitive group. Um, the group of death, you know, rightfully so. And... Um, so far, the two matches that we've had, extremely competitive, high level, from all four players. Oh, and I expect the, the same today. I expect more of the same today. Okay. All right, to sum it all up really quickly, uh, I feel like I've been talking about this group forever. Talked about just about every single implication and scenario there is. Um, but to sum it all up, to sum it all up, <laughs> briefly, um, Sabalenko... Sakari, both 1-0. and oh. Whoever wins is going to be sitting really pretty. Uh, Pagula, Unz, both 0-1-1. Both desperately need a win for some life and some hope in this group of death. There, I said it again. Group of death, group of death, group of death. And whoever loses is not going to be sitting pretty at all. 0-2. Okay. Um, so, yeah, this has been The Safe Space. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, best of luck to us, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.